Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest Hello, Andrew. Hello there, Edwin. We're continuing in Galatians chapter 5 today. Yeah, we are. We're going to be reading from Galatians 5 and verses 6 through 12. Let's talk about faith and works. All right. Faith and works and maybe circumcision. And maybe a little bit of love. And maybe a little bit of love. All those things together rolled into one. Let's go for it. In Galatians chapter 5 and verse number 6, For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but faith working through love. You ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion does not come from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. I have confidence in you, in the Lord, that you will have no other mind. But he who troubles you shall bear his judgment, whoever he is. And I, brethren, if I still preach circumcision, why do I still suffer persecution? Then the offense of the cross has ceased. I could wish that those who trouble you would even cut themselves off. That is from the New King James Version. In Christ, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails something. I do think it's important because as as I have been trying to really stress this idea of you don't lay Judaism on top of Christianity, mm-hmm. and I, I hope I, I've been trying to make it clear, but I know it's easy to get passionate and overstate some things, so I just want to be careful. I'm trying to make the distinction that for Jews who became Christians, plenty of them were going to keep the customs of the law because yes. that was their heritage. Yes. Uh, they grew up not eating certain things mm-hmm. and only eating certain things. And that you don't just, you don't turn that on Correct. a dime, the conscience that goes along with that. Additionally, some of those feasts and festivals were, were very important for their heritage yeah. as they remember what God had done for them as people. What I've been trying to stress, and I think Paul is stressing here in Galatians, is that for Gentile Christians, mm-hmm. pursuing those things does not make us better Christians. Right. In fact, when we add those in, thinking they make us better Christians, it actually diminishes our relationship with Jesus Christ. But yes. it is important. I think in this statement, when he says neither circumcision or uncircumcision avails anything, I'm not a better Christian if I was brought up as a Jew. Mm-hmm. Neither am I a better Christian if I was brought up as a Gentile. Gentile. Yeah, and and exactly. that's, that's the thing to grasp. Yeah. I, you know, we, we, we don't get to look at those who came out of Judaism into Christianity, mm-hmm. uh, who, who walked the path from the shadow to the substance, who learned from the law that the Messiah was coming and then came to the Messiah when he came, uh, they're not better because that's the path they walked. Mm-hmm. But I'm not better because, well, I was out in paganism and now I've come to Jesus. Th- yeah. These are just two different paths that both came to Jesus because Jesus is Savior of all. One of the things that I think we ought to point out as well is that circumcision is a sign of a covenant, a covenant made with Abraham and with his descendants, the Israelites, and then ultimately the Jews. And what was a sign that that was your heritage and one of these people? It was this physical operation on the male's circumcision. Mm-hmm. But what we have seen, and particularly going back to Galatians chapter 3, is that you are sons of God in Christ. Yeah. It was about faith in the gospel, baptism, which is immersion in water, to be sons of God in Christ. And so this business of a a sign of covenant and a sign of sonship, 
They needed to have faith in Christ. They needed to be baptized into Christ, but it had nothing to do with pursuing a physical operation. Having said that, for the Judaizing teachers that came along and began to insist, you need to have a physical operation. Uh, And for those that were bewitched by that, for those who were persuaded by that, uh, you can't take away from their sincerity, their desire to do what's right, that they would even submit to that. Which, which makes it all the more sad <laughs> that, that, you know, that you, here's a heart that I just want to pursue God. And Paul is saying, if you go down this path, you are severing yourself from Christ. And he even says it had been better if these teachers were cut off and yeah. severed away from you. I, I think Paul recognized their sincerity as well. I think that's why he makes a statement like, I have confidence in the Lord that you will take no other view. As he's talking to them, I think he he does recognize in your sincerity, in your desire for growth, you have been fooled. You have yeah. been bewitched. Yeah. Now, I don't want to take away from the fact that there's your own accountability and culpability and responsibility for sure. that. Uh, you, that's that's, that's the, the letter, right? Thus, oh foolish Galatians. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thus, hey, think this through. You guys mm-hmm. need to think about this. Thus, look, if you... Man, it's been weeks now, but there in the beginning when he talked about whoever teaches this other doctrine is accursed, right. remember that, that that took us back to the law. And he's basically saying, you guys who want to go back to the law, are you listening to the law? Right. When somebody taught folks to go after things that are not God's, when somebody, when somebody talked folks into abandoning God, mm-hmm. they didn't get to say, wait a minute, we, we were just following him, it's not us. The whole city was destroyed yeah. for that. And so he's saying, look, if you're going to follow these accursed teachers, you will be accursed. So so he's not taking away their culpability, but he, but I think he is recognizing you guys have done this sincerely. Mm-hmm. And it's like the old preachers used to say, a person can be sincerely wrong, but once the truth is exposed, they'll either cease to be sincere or they'll cease to be wrong. Mm. And, yeah. th- and that's the thing that we have to grasp. Yeah. If I am sincerely seeking truth, when the truth is exposed... And again, I, I'm not I, saying that it's I, I like an immediate thing. It's a growth thing. I understand all of that. But it that's is, the deal. It is. But I, that is such an important, I think, lesson to learn or thought to have that people can be sincerely wrong. Yeah. Because, again, we, we were talking about how we live in a society when yesterday on the program talking about that, that really does want a patchwork religion like a quilt. And what is the, what is the badge of it? Well, it's sincerity. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I truly believe these things, and you know, in my heart of hearts, and that must be what makes it true. That our sincerity is not the standard of truth. No, truth is the standard of truth. truth. Is the Jesus truth. is the standard of truth. Yeah, and so let's wrap our hearts around that. And some of the, some of this <laughs> truth that Paul is dropping here, he says, circumcision or uncircumcision, either one of those avail much. Now, you and I have been Christians for years. We've heard that kind of thing, even just in the. In the milieu of Christianity, even mainstream Christianity, for hundreds of years, that's been taught. That's not surprising to us. Oh, yeah, 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 we know that. We know that. But it's actually the next part of the sentence that I think is a little shocking if we back up and say, wait a minute, what did he say there? Because he says, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything or counts or matters. What does count or matter? It says faith working through love. Faith doing what? Um, working. Well, wait a minute. I, I thought know. we had been Hang told that, that <laughs> I thought we had been told that working was not part of this. 
I thought we had been I mean, told that it works. Paul been saying that for a whole book of Galatians? Well, back in Galatians <laughs> chapter 2 and verse 16, he does say, yet we know that a person is not justified by works of the law, mm-hmm. but through faith in Jesus Christ. So we also have believed in Jesus Christ in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law, because by works of the law, no one will be justified. And so by works of the mm-hmm. law, no one will be justified. He's been using circumcision as his illustration of that, though sure. he also did bring in festivals and, and days, days and new moons. Yeah, he did. He brought those in. All those hallmarks. He's saying those things, he says, look, those that doesn't matter. Works of the law don't matter. But, but faith working through love does matter. Mm-hmm. Okay, so mm-hmm. w- wait a minute. Which is it? Do works matter or do they not matter? Well, <laughs> I guess uh, the question would be, ma- you know, matter for what and matter to what end, <laughs> right? The the works of the law, he's saying, are not going to uh, earn your salvation or merit a salvation. Mm-hmm. You're not going to keep that law perfectly. And yet, as he teaches us about faith, well, clearly faith needs to work. It's not mental assent, is it? Right. We, we have a substandard understanding of faith and saving faith. If we think it is just mental assent to some facts about Jesus. Here's what this highlights for me is that for eons and generations, the debate has been around the word work. Ah, I can find some passages where the word work is used and it says work is not a part of it. And the leap has then been made. That means every use of the word work is just out. Correct. And, and I can I can apply the word work to this thing that you've done, so it's obviously out. Yeah. I mean, look, let's just get really practical about it. Here, even in Galatians, he has pointed out that we enter Jesus Christ by being baptized into him. It's yeah. there. It is plain. You, I mean, you just can't miss it. And yet, there are a whole lot of people say, oh, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. When I look up definitions of work, some of those definitions can apply to baptism. And I know works aren't about salvation, so it, baptism can't be a part of salvation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. The word work, just like so many words in any language, has nuances, it has different meanings and different contexts, it applies in different ways. In fact, if you look it up at merriamwebster.com, you will discover that there are three entries for the word work with a combined combined total of 32 definitions. Did you look that up? I, yeah, you think I just made that up? Of course I looked it up. Well, that is just oddly specific. So you looked that up. I looked that up. 32 <laughs> definitions. Not only wow. that, some of those 32 have A's, B's, and C's, and I didn't count all those. I just counted the numbered ones. Okay. <clears throat> and so, some of the definitions so, overlap, but some of them are distinct. So so if the word has that kind of spectrum and nuance and meaning, maybe we shouldn't just look at that work and, or excuse me, that the word, word. And, and assume one size fits all? Yeah, well, that's exactly right. Just because in some way I can apply this word to something I'm talking about doesn't mean that's what Galatians 2.16 was talking about, especially when Galatians 2.16 actually provides some definitive defining concept, works of the The law, law. works of the law. Which which is really, even we could go deeper in that and see in the book of Galatians, it's it's really the law of Moses. Talking about the law of Moses, and... Here he's talking about works of faith or faith that is working. So when, mm-hmm. but but I I want you to notice he says that counts. Yes, it, it does matter. Circumcision, a work of the law, doesn't matter. But faith working matters. matters. Faith working matters. In other words, if your faith is not working, if -hmm. you don't have some works that are completing your faith, as James talks about, then you don't have the faith that counts, that matters, that saves. We just have to come to grips with that. He says it counts, it matters. 
So we've read uh, aloud here about 12 verses in two days, and I've heard that you can fall from grace. Yes. And that your faith needs to work. Yes. Yes. I guess I just need to say that out loud. Well, I think you should say it out loud. Galatians was not written to counterman Calvinism, but it wasn't written to support it either. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's the I, that thing probably a that we, thing need to, to say. we need to grasp. And so it. there's some things there to chew on, particularly if you're coming from that Calvinistic theological perspective. Absolutely. Yeah. And therefore, yes, in some definition of the word, you can call baptism a work. Mm-hmm. And if you are pursuing baptism as a work of law— Here's a rule, and I'm going to be good enough by getting this done. I think Paul would be saying, yeah, don't do that. But what what have we heard throughout Galatians? It's not about the working of the law. It's about the hearing of faith. It's about listening to the promise and saying, I'm going to respond accordingly. And if God says to you, look, salvation is in Jesus, and you get into Jesus by being baptized into him, then you need to do that. Well, and and, um, I guess I'll just throw this in here as well. Perhaps some of this um, ill attitude towards baptism particularly is because of the way some folks have handled baptism. Oh, sure. You know, when you made it a christening, a sprinkling of water on a little baby that that they don't believe anything, you call it a sacrament, right? I mean, these that very much is about works, isn't it? Yeah. But that's not the baptism being taught in the New Testament either. Well, that's very much about works that are just a ritual, works that are just a, here's a rule, I'm going to keep this rule. And I understand why people reject that. I do too. I don't think that's consistent with the New Testament. So here's what I've, in my mind, formulated. Okay. Quit trying to work your way into heaven as if you can save yourself. Instead, work your way into Jesus because you believe God's promise of salvation in Jesus. You know what? Read it one more time. <laughs> that was a lot you just said there. I want to get a hang on it. Not everybody. People are driving right now, Edwin. So just say it again for me. Quit trying to work your way into heaven as if you can save yourself. Mm-hmm. Instead, work your way into Jesus because you believe God's promise of salvation in Jesus. In Jesus. So here's the idea. Yeah. I can't save myself. I, there's no yeah, amount of working yeah. I can do to get me to heaven. Yeah. But he says salvation is in Jesus, and I believe him. So I'm going to do whatever he says it takes to get in there. Mm-hmm. You can call it a work if you want to. I know I'm going to get into Jesus. It'll be faith working in love. Faith working in love. And that matters. Whew. I hope that that's helpful there at the end. I bet we're going to get emails about that. <laughs> we'll see. We'll continue talking about it. Yeah. Let's go ahead and wrap up with a prayer. Holy God, thank you so much for the day you've given us. Thank you for your word that we can dig into that helps us understand the the, the work that doesn't help us, but the working that does count and does matter. And we pray that you would strengthen our faith and that you would strengthen the working of our faith and that you would strengthen our love so that we might do what matters, faith working in love. Lord God, we know that salvation is in Jesus, and we want to be in him. We know we can't save ourselves, so we're just going to do whatever you tell us to be in Jesus. And we long for him, and we look forward to the day that we are fully in your presence with you, accomplishing your work and will for all eternity. Lord God, we love you so much. Thank you for loving us first. Through your son Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. 
check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.